Hey, this is Chris. Welcome to the Insert Jokes Here podcast, live from the ghetto. It is like 3 o'clock in the morning. There's dogs barking, and there's crack hoes whipping and, and or nay-naying. Uh, yeah. This is the ghetto. Scary, huh? No, uh, I'm actually just sitting on the porch. Because this is the cool thing about this little app is you can do shit anywhere and finding silence is very hard, especially in my house. So this is kind of what I'm doing right now. Plus I can smoke outside and it makes me happy. Uh, man, I haven't done one of these in a while. Um, I don't really have a plan. Uh, I was thinking about maybe taking this into a more serious kind of thing, making it more professional, uh, you know, not sitting outside with dogs barking and uh, crackheads on that infinite quest for that goddamn $2. But we'll see. I've actually even got a little lapel mic on. I don't know if that makes much of a difference. But, uh... Yeah, uh, if anybody wants to do a podcast, just download this app called Anchor, and you can literally talk into your phone, but you can also upload audio to it, so I could record a podcast at my computer, and I've got a real bitchin' setup in there, I've got the Yeti mic and the mic stand, and, you know, not nothing big dog, but it's, it's pretty cool, it's just I hate sitting in my bedroom, uh, it's kind of like that when you when you don't have your own home to live in you know by yourself uh, like I said silence is a hard thing to find even at 3 a.m. Uh, there's always something going on in the house that's why I haven't done a whole lot of podcasts um, I can do a more professional one I would like to um, but this is just kind of my little this is just kind of my uh little BS inside podcast. It's just me. It's very difficult to do a podcast by yourself. Um, unfortunately, um, I've actually done two different podcasts uh, professionally. and I mean, like, real professionally, but uh, they have fallen through. Uh, unfortunately, my last podcast is falling through, um, and that's okay. But I would like to eventually do another one. Um, I'm, I'm talking with a uh, fellow comedian about his podcast idea. Uh, he wants me to be on it. I don't know if that would be a permanent thing, but I would definitely uh, be interested in that idea. But uh, yeah, it's really weird just sitting here talking to yourself. I mean, there's people that walk my neighborhood talking to themselves, so it's not too bad. Maybe they all have podcasts, or maybe they're on crack probably crack maybe it's a podcast about crack crackcast uh rock and jock i don't know but anyway uh this is just me just rambling uh, to myself and uh, apparently uh people listen to it so uh, thanks um uh larry i appreciate you i i didn't know you even knew i had a podcast but thanks for listening man and uh I don't know, you want to be on a podcast one day? Uh, hit me up. We can both talk into my phone. <laughs> um, now,
No, I've got to, uh, I want to invest in some more equipment, uh, like a microphone. Uh, I'm looking at this H2N Zoom recorder. Yeah, they record like uh, uh, concerts and bands use it. It's a little bitty like recorder. It's, a, it's called a field recorder. It's more than just a voice recorder. You can actually, it's basically a omnidirectional mic and uh, that means like 360. So I could set it down on a little table and it's super, super portable. It takes SD card, just stick it on the table. It's got batteries in it, boom. Or you can charge it with a uh, battery pack. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I'm gonna try that maybe. It's a little expensive, but I'm gonna get it eventually. Uh, somebody driving by. Okay, nobody shot at us. Cool. Welcome to the ghetto. But anyway, I don't know. Uh, I've been real, real busy lately. Uh, apparently, I'm funny to people. Uh, it's a weird thing. I, I don't know if it's just me being humble or the way I was just, I've always been. I'm always the last guy. I would never admit that I'm good at anything because I don't think I am. I don't even think I'm funny. And, uh, but people do, and that's really nice. I've gotten on some book shows, some comedy shows. I've made, I, all, one of the, I had a few goals. Uh, one goal was to make it on a poster. Now I'm on a bunch of them. Uh, I even get to make some of them, and I always put myself the farthest away. I don't know why, I just, I, I made it. I don't want to, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder. I'm just happy that people give a crap about me enough to tell jokes. Um, which I've been doing a lot of lately. Been telling a whole bunch of jokes. Uh, geez, I went, I went to Atlanta. Um, the, the Laughing Skull Lounge in Atlanta. And that's like a, a bit, I guess you would call it a benchmark for a comedian. Uh, it's not, I'm not saying it's like, like the Apollo, but like, it's, it's, it's like, from what I gather, it's a, it's a big deal. Um, I've heard it's one of like the top clubs in the country. It's like, oh, you went to the Laughing Skull? Nice. You know, everybody's like, you gotta go, you gotta go. And my first thought is, I don't want to fucking go, uh, cause it's in Atlanta <clears throat> and I can't drive. So, you know, and, and I hate long car rides. What a shitty idea to, to become a comedian. Oops, I hit the mic. That kind of thing happens when you're uh, not professional. Anyway, uh, I did not want to go. I don't do car rides. And um, it's not because uh, just I'm bored or anything. It's because, man, I hurt. Dude, I'm not supposed to stand for more than 20, 30 minutes. I'm not supposed to sit for more than 20, 30 minutes. It's a double-edged sword of bullshit. And uh, I fucking hate it because sitting in a car, oh, that, that kills my body. And uh, so that's why I don't like car rides. Ah, yes. Uh, there's a there's a factory down the road, so you'll hear all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't do long car rides very well, and. Um, it's just, it's kind of rough on me. And, and I didn't want to ask anybody to take me to Atlanta. Um, but uh, I didn't really have much of a choice because, uh, excuse me one second. Reach in my pocket there. Ah, lighter, there we go. Um, yeah, sorry, sidetracked. Um, 
I didn't really want to ask anybody to take me to Atlanta. Because uh, it's just inconvenience. And the thing about the Laughing Skull is you get four minutes. Three hour drive for four minutes. Ugh, that sucks. But that's the standard uh, open mic in Atlanta. Or, or, or at least the, the Laughing Skull. And four minutes is not a lot of time. Usually I get five minutes. Uh, at, sometimes Adam will let me go long because he's cool like that. And uh, I hate to say it, but I've gotten used to going for like 10, 15. Um, that's a long ass time to talk. Um, the, I'm going to get back to it, but the longest time I've done so far is about 25 minutes and I didn't even realize it. I was just having a good time. It was actually at a show down the road from here and, uh, it went good. I did like 25 minutes and, uh, you know, that was cool, but I've done, God, I think one time at the open mic, I probably did close to 50 minutes in between uh because it was just there wasn't a lot going on and i didn't know how to host for the shit uh so I, i've done a lot i can do more but like like i said you get four minutes at the laughing skull and uh it's okay and from what i hear if you no show the laughing skull they might have you back later on but if you no show them again they might not have you back at all uh so i wanted to go and uh, I didn't know anybody going. I met a guy down there, but he was from Columbia. He, I knew one guy, um, but I almost didn't go um, because I was worried about uh, my mother's car since I can't medically drive. So she um, drove me, which was so sweet of her to do. And Jesus Christ, that Atlanta traffic's terrifying. These, these five, six lane highways or whatever. Well, we don't have much of that here. And it's uh, it's something. But we got down there. It took like two hours and 45 minutes to get there. And uh, there's this giant bar. There's actually giant buildings. It's in midtown Atlanta. You want to talk about big buildings. You think we have big buildings down here in Greenville? No, no, no. Not even close. Or at least not so many put together. Like, this one building had a bar in it and probably, I don't know, 20 other things in it. You go into this bar called the Vortex. Pretty cool. You walk in, there's a giant wooden penis with two giant wooden balls. And it says, rub me for good luck. And my, you know, my mom's like, take a picture with the giant dick. Uh, I did. And she put it on Facebook. Thanks, Mom. And, um, uh, so anyway, you gotta go through the bathroom which is interesting, the bathroom area to get to the Laughing Skull Lounge. And I got there early, and the guy's like, well, you know, about an hour early, so come back at 7.30, and, and we'll get it rolling. I was okay, cool. So do that. Have a couple of drinks. Not that I needed them, but I was so damn sore, and it did calm my nerves a little bit, because I was a little psyched out about Laughing Skull. Like, don't fuck up at the Laughing Skull. And uh, they were like, man, watch out for the light. Watch out for the light. If you don't know anything about uh, comedy, you get a light. At Usually when it's five minutes, you get lit at four. That means you got a minute left. And when the light's either flashing or blinking, that means wrap it up. You know, you're done. Next person comes up. 
it's it's not it's not an asshole thing to do. It's just that's how things are done. And uh, Latin Skull will play you off with music. More importantly, they'll play you off from that with that music from the Titanic. Uh, you know that little uh, instrumental, and you know they'll play you off of that. And I'm like, oh shit, I don't want that. Uh, for one, I was paying uh, to have my set recorded professionally by them. And I don't want to pay $20 to be played off. So I actually stopped about 30 seconds early just to be on the safe side. Um, four minutes. Four and a half minutes is, uh, I'm sorry, not four and a half. Uh, three and a half minutes is about what I did. And uh, it was interesting. Uh, I didn't know where to go. Guy just said, hey, go up in there in the bleachers with the other comedians. And we went up in the little bleachers in the back, and they had the tables in the front. It got packed out. Uh, there was only two or three tables that were empty. Uh, but they were in the front row. And when I mean front row, you could take one foot off the stage and step on the table. That's how close people were. And they said, we'll put the list up. And, you know, okay, cool. All right. So, guy, real nice. Can't remember his name, though, hosted the show. He said, these are your first 10 comedians. And I found out because I went and checked that I was 12. So I'm like, okay, well, he'll come back up and do like, you know, 11 to whatever. No, he, he didn't do that. And, uh, ah, yes. A goddamn stupid heater next door. But anyway, sorry. So anyway, ignore that. I apologize. Um, he didn't come back out. Luckily... I always remember the person's name in front of you. Uh, I thought it was a girl that turned out to be a guy, but I remembered the name. And I noticed that everybody comes out off the stage. And you have to go through a curtain and then go into another room to get to the stage. So I said, well, it's looking about that time. And uh, <clears throat> nobody came and said anything to me. And my buddy went. He did pretty good. And I noticed he didn't come back. So I was like, oh, he must be in the waiting room, which they have two of. They have a regular waiting, a regular green room, and a not regular. Me being a not regular, a regular would be there like every weekend. You know, that's the nice room that you go in and hang. I don't know what's in there. I can't go in there. Then there's a side weight room, and you can hang out in there. And they have monitors. You can watch other people. It's pretty, pretty cool. And uh, the guy didn't tell me anything. Uh, nothing against the guy or anything. It just, uh, I, I don't know. Different people host different ways. But I'm glad I remembered the person's name. I always, like I said, always remember the person's name in front of you. And um, I went and checked, and I found out, oh, that person's on stage now. So I said, well, I'm going to go go in the hallway and just hang out back here until my name's called. And they called my name. <clears throat> I went up there. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I froze. I froze bad. I was like, oh, damn it. I'm fixing the bob. I don't want to bomb and have to get in a car. Well, first off, I don't want to bomb right in front of my mother, directly in front of my mother, and then drive home for two hours or whatever and, and just think about bombings. And I freaked out a little bit, but it took me a second, and I kicked it up, and I wanted to do newer stuff, but you don't ever take your newer stuff to the big places. You do, I guess, what you'd call old stuff, polished stuff, but, you know, the good stuff. And that's what I did. And it went extremely well. And I quit 30 seconds early when I saw the light just to be on the safe side. Because I didn't want to get played off. 
all that way to ride and get played off would suck. Uh, but it was very interesting. I got done, and I do what I always do. I leave. I don't leave the show. I leave the area. I, it's nothing against anybody or anything like that. It's just something I do. I'll go out and smoke a cigarette or go get something to drink or something. Because telling jokes dries your mouth out. I'm a diabetic, so it's probably twice as bad. So anyway, my mom was at the bar, and I went and talked to her, and she told me she was proud of me, and that was really cool because that was the one thing I wanted out of all of this comedy stuff. Because um, I don't know, it's when you when you when you're born disabled and you grow up this way, you look for approval, and it's not that my mom has never been proud of me; she always is. But this is the one time that I actually did something with my life, and she's proud of me for it. And man, that, that, that's the best feeling in the world, and my mom was so proud of me. So I love it. So anyway, go to the bar, just get a Coke or something, and I, I make my way back in there. She goes back to the front row. I didn't sit with the audience. I stayed with the comedians, because I don't know how things work there. And uh, there's this dude up there. And he was like, yeah, I've only been doing comedy for three weeks. And then it's like, wow, this guy's really, really good. And everybody was blowing up when this guy spoke. Like, he was somebody special. And I'm like, wow, he's only been doing it three weeks. And, and they're real supportive of him. And uh, funny thing is, the guy next to me, um, uh, there was two random people next to me uh, because I guess they come in a little bit later. And I didn't want to be a dick, so I stood up and let them slide in, and I sat on the outside, and I said, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm like, uh, I got to go up there in a minute, and I don't want to make you guys have to get up. And he said, oh, cool, man, good luck, real nice guy. And uh, I'll tell you this real quick, before, when I went up there, he goes, hey, bro, you fixing to go up there? I said, yeah. He goes, hey, you need a good luck shot? And he, he hands me a mini bottle. I said, oh, no, thanks, bro, I appreciate it. I thought it was kind of funny. And, uh, but this guy was going on and on, and I'm like, wow, he's getting more than four minutes. He did like 10 or 15, and he was really good. I'm like, damn, for three weeks? And this guy leans over, and he goes, man, am I drunk, or is that T.I., the rapper? And I'm like, I doubt it. Why would T.I. be doing comedy? Uh, then it turns out it was T.I., the rapper T.I., lives in Atlanta, he came to the laugh school to do comedy, which I thought was crazy. No wonder he was so comfortable. He used to be in front of thousands of people. But it's really cool because not only is he in front of thousands of people, he's a rapper. You know, I can't go in front of people and rap, but he can do do comedy and rap. That's impressive, and he's, he's fucking hilarious. And uh, I think he's good enough to where he could stop rapping if he wanted to and do comedy. And he was really nice and humble. I didn't get to speak to him or, or anything because, uh, you know, when he got done, he had to dip out the side exit, which I don't blame him because if that bar would have found out he was there, poor guy probably would have got mobbed for hours, you know. But uh, he was really cool. Like, he was really humble. He was really thankful for the place having him and stuff. It was really nice. And I'm like, holy shit, that's T.I., I know who that is, you know. And um, the funny thing is, my mom thought it was hilarious. And my mom got a, a good picture of me, but she got a killer picture of T.I. And uh, it turns out she got a picture of T.I. because she thought he was funny, but she liked his clothes. Uh, but it was, it was really cool. So now I can tell people, hey, I did a show with T.I. And it's not bullshit. It's a true story. 
and that's really really cool to me so now I'm like yeah look what I did does T.I. know who I am fuck no did he watch my set maybe I don't know I think he was in the he must have been in the a, the regular area because you know he wasn't on the list he couldn't put T.I. on the list uh, good lord uh, he'd get mobbed I don't know but uh, he was really cool uh, I I seen him in the hallway, but you know he uh, he he couldn't stay, and it's not it's not a like a, a dick thing. It's more of like a, man, the guy wants to go home and you know not have to like be crowded with fans for two hours. Nowadays, it'd be on Instagram or World Star or something crazy like that in a matter of minutes. But I get to tell people I did a show with Ti. Um, that was pretty neat. They did say famous people walk in just out of the blue, and that is completely true. I um, I did en enjoy it. Um, on the way home, uh, was a disaster. Um, my, mo my mother's car computer malfunctions, and it will tell you you have gas when you don't. And on the way home, we got about 15 miles from home, going down the highway, and she goes, I'm going to stop and get gas. And, you're dun -dun -dun -dun. and the car shuts off. Thank goodness we got off the side of the highway, or we got onto the side of the highway. And she called Allstate, which is a, a bullshit place, because we waited 45 minutes, and then they called back and said, sorry, we can't help you, bye. And uh, we were screwed. Uh, that, that big black gentleman, the real intimidating voice-sounding gentleman in the car and commercial, he goes, you're in good hands with Allstate. No, no, you're not. Allstate don't give a fuck about you. So, anyway, so we were screwed. We called every tow truck place we could. And uh, we finally had an idea to call an Uber. Well, you can't call an Uber to the highway. You have to be at a location. And the only other location was this plant that was across the highway, which would have been no big deal. But getting to it was one thing. If I could get there, I could get somebody to take me, Uber to pick me up, take me to the gas station, get gas, bring it back, and then we'd be on our way. No, no. In the freezing rain, I had to crawl under the guardrail because I refused to let my mom walk because it would have took forever. And she wouldn't let me walk because I'm handicapped and she worries about me, and I get it. But I crawled under this guardrail, crawled through this ungodly prickly bush. I destroyed my jacket, and I had scratches all over me. And I'll be damned if there wasn't a gate, like a fence. And I'm like, I can't climb a fence in the rain, and plus that looks like a barbed wire fence, so... Fuck, so I go back through the uh, prickly bushes and back under the garden. We're screwed. We are screwed. We were supposed to get home at 12.30. We got home at 3.30 in the morning. Um, thank God we actually finally called the highway patrol. And an officer came, picked me up, let me ride in the car with him. And I bought a gas can, got some gas. He said, I'm going to take it to the pilot station because he said there's a sphinx nearby. But I don't know if they'll have gas cans. And I, and I said, well, I think you can get pretty damn much anything you want for pilot because there's truckers. You can get TVs and everything. They should have a gas can. He said, that's what I'm thinking. So he took me, got gas. Uh, I didn't even know how to open a gas can. That's how much I know about cars or anything like that. And he was super nice. And he goes, hand me that. I bought the gas. He went out there. He filled the gas can up, drove me back to my mom. He, he, and bless his heart, like, he even was like, I hate to do it, but he had to cut off some people. And uh, he said, 
only reason I did that is because I don't want your mom getting hit by no car. And, uh, you know, he was really cool. He, he actually put the gas in the car for us and drove with us to the gas station where we went and got more gas, and then we got home. So that part was a disaster. Um, and uh, it's not my mom's fault. It's the stupid car. It's, everything's computerized now, and it, it can just wreak havoc on you. And uh, But we made it home safe. I had a good time in Atlanta. Got to do a show with T.I. I made a good joke about it. Uh, but uh, now that was pretty cool. Um, I, I collect pins. I like lapel pins. Uh, the, the you know not not buttons, but the flat back pins, and I stick them in this cork board. And the laughing skull has this really bitching. It's actually the vortex, but laughing skull's part of it, and it's the skull. It's a swirly red design, and the skull has swirly red eyes. It's a it's a it's cool. And they had a pin of it. It's only five bucks, so I got one and stuck it in my board. Uh, if I'd have done shitty, I wouldn't have bought one, but I did. So I did okay, and that went well. So I got to do a show with T.I. That's pretty freaking cool. Um, like I said, does he know who I am? Nope, but it doesn't matter. A win is a win. So I can always say that much, and uh, I will probably talk about that until I hit some other milestone, but it, it was pretty cool. And uh, something I never thought would happen. Um, been doing really good lately. I've been getting like three book shows a month, sometimes four which is crazy because i shouldn't be on any book shows right now because i hadn't been doing it but uh the end of this month will be eight months which is insane because i wasn't supposed to the plan wasn't to do this regularly but uh, i started to have fun with it and now i've got a website uh chriswilsoncomedy.com uh you know, I'm doing a podcast. I, I try not to make it a strictly comedy podcast because that gets kind of boring to people who aren't in your area. Um, but it's crazy. I'm, I mean, I got cut a check to tell jokes. I got to buy my family dinner with joke money. That's so cool. Um, somebody paid me to tell jokes. It's It's unreal. And if I could make a living doing this, I would love to. And don't get me wrong, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to be super, super famous. But I'm not going to get mad if they're like, hey, you want to make a million dollars? Fuck yeah, I do. Uh, but um, I would like to be famous enough to where if I go out, somebody goes, hey, man, you're funny. Can I buy you a beer? Or, hey, man, I, I, I saw you the other week. Which that happens to me now, which is kind of cool. But... I don't want to be famous enough to where I can't go to a shithole Walmart or a goddamn shithole QT and, uh, you know, uh, get some chicken sticks and a, and a Dr. Pepper, uh, sugar-free, and, uh, you know, get mobbed. I don't want to be that famous. But uh, if I could make a comfortable living, like if I could buy my mom a house or buy myself a house, you know, something, that would be dope. If I could just do this full-time, I would. Um... Last week, I had a comedy show from Monday to Friday. One was even on the internet, which was pretty neat. Um, so, I, I, it's cool. It's really cool. And uh, I got no... I can't even believe I'm doing this, let alone people think I'm funny. Don't worry, I know I am... I would guess I'm funny. And that, that hurts me to say. I've never been that guy to gloat. Um, I know I'm not the worst at it. I'll tell you that. 
but there's some people that say I'm hysterical and I appreciate them and people think I'm funny enough to put me on their shows so you know uh, my only advice to anybody and I'm nobody to give advice but you know be humble be kind and you know just be a friendly person be a good person and good things will happen to you I don't deserve to be on any of these shows in my opinion other people disagree like I said I've always been that guy I kid you not if I ever got big and sold out the Bilo Center Bonsacor Arena hell even the Peace Center I could sell it out and be like oh five star show I'd be like eh it was okay I'm just that person I've never been like a I'm the shit person uh, I think if you act that way if you finally go hey I'm the shit that's when you're gonna start sucking uh, I'm always trying to be better um, my jokes are not for everybody. Yeah, I have a potty mouth. On stage, I have a potty mouth. Off stage, I don't. I mean, if you're cutting up with your boys, you know, yeah, yeah. But I literally try to be the most polite and uh, gentlemanly person that I can be. Uh, not for any particular reason. That's just how I was raised. Uh, you could bring me around your mom, your girlfriend, your wife. You know, your kid. I would be totally different on stage I'll tell a girl I'll eat her ass like it's her birthday why I don't know I can't ask out a girl for a cup of coffee but I can tell a girl I'll eat her ass go figure I'm going to start asking out women with a microphone so if any of you ladies out there see me coming at you you better do an interview or your ass going to get ate or something I don't know I don't know uh, eating ass during the pandemic is a scary thing don't do it uh, but uh, yeah so comedy's been going pretty good it's kept me sane, and I don't give a flying fuck what people say. Everybody go, oh, comedy's not therapy. No, but it is therapeutic. Um, smoking like a freight train. But no, people will say, yeah, comedy is not therapy. And it's like the most over-said thing, and it's like, it makes me fucking feel better. Keeps me from being depressed all the time. Um, I don't think every comedian in the world is depressed, but I think a majority of them are, and I just like to talk about things that happen to me, and people think it's funny, and there's nothing more rewarding than coming up with your own jokes, which everybody should be doing. Don't take jokes. I've seen a couple people do that. That doesn't work out good. Yes, you do have to have your own jokes. You can get away with telling other people's jokes, but it won't get far. And boy, when you get caught, yikes, that shit spreads faster than herpes on a whore Kmart. I don't know what that means, but you get the idea. Don't have your own jokes, uh, you know. And for God's sakes, if you're going to steal jokes, don't steal them from fucking famous people. I've actually seen people do Rodney Dangerfield jokes, Bill Cosby jokes, and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Don't steal from the Mount Rushmore comics. Don't steal jokes at all, but for fuck's sakes. You know, but when you write your own, which you should, like I said, when you write your own jokes out of your own head and people laugh at it, it's so rewarding. Like after laughing school, I had like 15 people come up and go, man, that was awesome, that was awesome, that was awesome. Host was like, man, come back. It's like, yeah, okay. Fuck yeah, I will. And, uh, if somebody drives, uh, <laughs> I just I, I worry about my mother. Um, she's don't get me wrong. My dad's around too. It's just 
my mom's all I got, and I can't do without her. So I worry about my mom. Oh, cool, yeah, phone makes sounds while I'm doing something. Oh, fuck you, TikTok. Son of a bitch. Anyway. Yeah, this is what happens when you record on a cell phone. Um, so, yeah. Tell your own jokes. Um, but it's rewarding. I, I got cut a check to tell jokes. And it was decent. Um, that's fucking cool. I, I wanted a copy of that check and keep it forever. Yeah, my mom deposited it for me one day. But it's it's okay. It's okay. Um, yep. Hold on. Got a poot. Oh, cool. I don't think I picked it up. It happens. This is what you get. Professional comedian. No, but, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it was really rewarding. Uh, it keeps me from being bummed out all the time. Is it, is it stop it? No. Uh, and it's not like, oh, well, he's a comedian. He must be depressed. No, I've got a lot of issues and shit like that. And, you know, I've heard people go, why do you, t- why do you make jokes about your being handicapped? Well, it's like, fuck, it ain't going away. I've been gave a lot worse. I've been laughed at in times I didn't want to be. I've had a lot of shitty things happen to me because of it, and I try to make a positive out of it. Um, and it's weird. People, disabled people's jokes go over pretty well because you don't hear that a lot. And it's like, hey, when people figure out it's okay to laugh about it, it's, it's fun. Um, I did a show at a place called Roddy's uh, in Woodruff, and I met a girl with cerebral palsy after the show. And I was like, oh, my God, I hope I didn't hurt her feelings, you know. And I know it's different. Like, a, a handicapped person can make jokes with another handicapped person. It's 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 like our, I don't know, it's like our N-word pass for handicapped people. That's a stupid example. But, uh, you know, I was like, gosh, I hope I didn't hurt her feelings because her cerebral palsy was pretty bad. Um, like, she was hunched over, things like that. And... Oh, she was a total, total sweetheart. And she loved my jokes. And, uh, yeah, I I was thrilled to talk to her. She was wonderful. No, I did not hook up with her. Why do people think that happens? It's like, oh, hey, you've got one arm. Me too. Let's fuck. Then we'll have two arms. I'm going to write that joke down. But anyway... No, like, uh, I did not hook up with her, but uh, she was very sweet. And that was probably one of the most rewarding things because my my life has been rough. And I have a mild case of cerebral palsy. Most people don't know it, but most people don't know I've also had a corrective surgery on my uh, left foot. It used to be bad. I used to drag it. Um, it's a 90% improvement. It's not holding as good as it was, but... It's still there, and um, I see it. That's why I don't watch videos of myself. I'm so embarrassed. Um, I can tell I walk weird and stuff like that. But basically, I've had a lot of bad things happen, and that's a whole other story that I don't want to talk about. Um, I've had bad things said to me, done to me. Uh, golly, and it's never going to escape me. You know, I, I've, I, I have people, and, and not in a jokingly fun way, insult me uh, today. 
not not today, but in these days, and I'm 37 years old, this shit ain't never going to go away. So this poor girl, I can imagine what she's been through, because hers is four times worse. And, but it's nice to be laughed with instead of laughed at, which this girl probably, unfortunately, like me, but probably a million times worse, has been laughed at. So it's fun to laugh with. And that was very rewarding. That was worth more than the money. Um, such a sweetheart. And, uh, oh, nice. Neighborhood dog is loose. I'm going to get killed. Hmm. In the ghetto. But anyway, that was pretty cool. Um, uh, I've got a lot of shows coming up. I've actually got, like, uh, I'm busy now. And uh, I'm thankful for it. Is this going to last? I don't know. But I'm going to keep trying. And uh, we'll see how it goes. So, uh, yeah. I'm enjoying myself. I'm having a great time. Uh, thankful for the friends that I've made. I've made some wonderful friends and met some wonderful people. And I'm actually getting somewhere. And I know that probably people's probably like, you ain't nothing. And that's 100% true. But I'm getting somewhere, I think. I'm actually doing something that I was afraid to ever do that I did one time. So uh, if you're one of those people that don't think I'm anywhere, go fuck yourself because chances are you nobody knows who you are either. You know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, not really. But, uh, yeah, I've met some great people, some wonderful people, I've done some wonderful things. I'm going to keep trying to do those things. I've made a promise to my cat, Mr. Charlie. And I don't know if I've spoke on this already, but uh, long story short, Charlie was a stray kitty that would show up every few months. And he would be, I mean, awful shape. We would feed him, give him water, and sometimes clean up his wounds. It looked like he was being abused. And finally, when we saw that his ears were burnt, we said, fuck this, we're going to keep him. And we did. Hope to God he just burned his ears under a car or something. I hope nobody would be that goddamn cruel to hurt an animal. But never again. So we kept Mr. Charlie. And that was my cat. And Mr. Charlie was the best cat. And I would sit and tell stories to Charlie. I'd be like, oh, I made a new friend at the comedy place, Charlie. I would talk to him because he would sit in my lap right now like in the freezing cold. I got sick so many times sitting with Charlie because we couldn't let him in the house. Um, for one, he gave me ringworm a couple of times, but it's not his fault. But uh, unfortunately, we, we took Mr. Charlie to the vet, and I was afraid. I spent the whole night with Charlie outside. He slept in my lap, and it was so cute. Little paws were moving. He was dreaming. He was happy, and he was safe. It was so cool. But I spent the evening with Mr. Charlie because I didn't know if Mr. Charlie was going to be coming back. Um, unfortunately, he, I mean, well, the fortunate party came back with us, but we found out he had uh, feline AIDS and he drooled a lot. God bless him. And no, I have been asked, a cat cannot give a human being AIDS, but a cat can give another cat AIDS through a deep bite or something like that. It has to be like a deep bite. If you ever have a cat with AIDS or one comes around, it can eat with other cats it can drink out of the same water bowl. None of that's... No, you can't transfer it that way. 
But we didn't know how Charlie was going to treat our other cats or act around them or how they would treat Charlie. But eventually he worked his way into the house. I know I said long story short. He worked his way into the house, became a house kitty. Uh, we had to put him out a lot because Mr. Charlie, he, had, he was skin and bones. And we fed Charlie and Charlie got big old happy and fat. You know, happy and fat. And unfortunately, Charlie got really skinny really fast. Uh, Charlie was dying. And uh, Charlie would lose his bladder. He had no control over his bowels or bladder. He slept on me one night and peed on me, on himself. I wasn't mad about it. Uh, if I could still have Charlie, I'd let him piss all over my bed. I don't care. But uh, Mr. Charlie was dying. And Mr. Charlie left and he didn't come back. Mr. Charlie passed away. I'm about 99% sure of it. Don't get me wrong, I, I would lose my mind if Charlie came back. I would, I would give up comedy to have him for a week. And I don't want to give up comedy because I love it. But Mr. Charlie was my bestest friend. And the reason why I bring up Charlie is because he would sit in my lap. He would constantly get in your lap. He wanted to be on you 24 hours a day. I love my kitties, but they don't love like Mr. Charlie. Charlie wanted to be laying on you, sleeping next to you, anything, all the time. One time I slept on the couch and I woke up. Charlie was laying behind me, draped over me, just, just snoozing. And I miss him rubbing his slobbery cat kisses on me and his little head butts and his little meow. I love that. And I miss that so much. But he would sit out here and I would tell Charlie, like, Charlie, I got a comedy show. I got to do good, Mr. Charlie. And I would talk to this cat like he was my, my little, he was, he was, he was my, uh, he's my leaning rock. And I would talk to him about comedy. Like he would talk back. I'd be like, hey, you know, um, I would tell him about other comedians. Like my friend Adam, Adam Schulte, you'd like him. And I'd be like, he's this cool Jewish dude. <laughs> or I like David Zaslav. Uh, I would literally talk to this cat about these people and I promised Charlie one day that I would make it somewhere in comedy just so I could buy us a place. It didn't have to be no big place. It could be a studio apartment. But I was like, Charlie, I'm going to buy us a place and we're going to live our best life. And that was the biggest lie I ever told Charlie. In my heart, that's what I wanted. I knew Charlie wasn't going to make it that long. But... I'm going to keep my promise to Charlie. I'm going to get that place. And I'm going to hang up his picture. And God, I wish he would have just passed away at home. Here, so we would know. But I really wanted to get his little paw prints. And get a tattoo. I got a tattoo on my wrist that I got with an ex-girlfriend. And don't ever do that. I'm going to cover that bitch up. But I'm going to get me a Charlie tattoo. Maybe cat ears, whiskers, and maybe a little tongue sticking out. Charlie's tongue stuck out. He he couldn't help it, but it, God damn it, it was the cutest fucking thing in the world. And I miss Charlie, and I would give anything um, that I could give. If you told me, Chris, we're going to cut off one of your fingers, but you can have Charlie back, I'd be like, man, pick the one you want. Take two. And I literally mean that. Charlie was my best friend, and Charlie came at my darkest time and made me not hate life so much. 
like that was my best friend. And I will still cry to this day thinking about Charlie. I have run out of room for videos to record comedy sets because I've got 30 gigs of video of just Charlie. And I would rather die than lose those videos. Um, and I don't mean to say this in a, in a negative way. Like, I'm not afraid. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, but I'm not afraid of dying anymore. Um, because uh, the day I die, will be the day I get to see Charlie again. And don't get me wrong. I don't plan on dying anytime soon. Uh, but, uh, yeah. If I could just see Mr. Charlie again. So I'm looking forward to that. Because I miss Charlie. Like... Um, I don't talk about Charlie much because I got it's cold out here. I'm not crying, but I I could be eventually um, because Charlie was like literally my entire life, and I was like Charlie, I'm gonna do this comedy. I'm gonna do good, and we're gonna have a great life. And God, I wanted to. Um, I will tell you a couple quick stories about Charlie. Um, Charlie. Love the water fountain. We have this little cute little flower fountain that sprouts water out of all the petals. Charlie was fucking obsessed with this fountain. He would drink water for damn near hours, it seemed. You could either find Charlie in my bed, in the chair in the living room, or at that water fountain. And when it runs out, it stops spouting that water. And I saw him drink water, and it ran out one day, and Charlie just starts smacking it, like, give me some more water. He loved that goddamn thing. And like right now, oh, excuse me, his uh, his um, food bowl is out here. And I'm so, sorry to crinkle. I'm get, uh, nose is running. It's a little cold out here, but I'm a dumbass and want to do a podcast. Um, his little food bowl's out here, his little food and water bowl. And he loved that thing. And um, I can't bring myself to get rid of it. Um, so we still have it. Um, and Charlie was just, he was the sweetest cat. My cats hated him. Charlie was just like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And Charlie's like, all right, cool. He didn't bother nothing. He was a good boy. He's the best cat. And that was literally my best friend on this planet and there will never be another Charlie and yeah I had a cat before Layla was my baby I don't love her any less but Charlie helped fill the void when Layla left and now that Charlie's gone and I've got other kitties but man they just don't and they love they lay on you they love but not like Charlie Charlie wanted love 24 hours a day and God, I miss him. I miss him so much. We, um, I said, Charlie, bet you've never had steak before. I wanted to do things with Charlie that he never got to do. Like, I wanted to give him the life that he always should have had. Because what a wonderful cat he was. Charlie should have been living the good life. And I made it my goal to make sure he lived the good life. He got more fucking treats than anything um, and so I had a steak 
Uh, I ain't gonna lie, these these crackheads will come in on a bar. They bring steaks. Sometimes I bought some. They ain't getting them back. You know, whatever. But anyway, I bought these ones with bacon around them. Not very good. But I threw the bacon away. Didn't season it. I cooked Charlie a whole fucking steak. The other cats got the other one. But they split it. And that's not being selfish. It's just they don't eat people food as much. Now, Charlie, eat any goddamn thing. And I, 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 I cut up a steak, and it was a, little, it was a little steak. But I gave him a whole fucking steak. And, man, you could hear just that Charlie went ballistic. Ate a whole steak. Come outside a little bit later, Charlie's laying on his side. Just, he went hard on that steak. And he used to love these little little smoothies. They were they were for kitties. They were smoothies, and we would mix Charlie's medicines with them. And he would go ballistic on these. He'd have the shit all over his face. Uh, he loved them. Uh, Charlie lived a good life, and God bless him. I bought him the nicest cat bed I could buy. A little igloo. I got this little blanket that heats up from the cat like it's almost an, an electric non-electric blanket if that makes sense the body heat from the cat goes into the blanket comes back up through the blanket to the cat charlie didn't use it once charlie slept on top of it charlie was just charlie when he'd rather be sleeping in my bed i'd wake up and then charlie would just be face on me just slobbering and i loved every minute of it charlie got slot because he, he drooled I don't know if it was just because of his his FIB, but he drooled all over me, and I miss every goddamn second of it. I never got mad when he got it on my pants. I never cared, because I loved me some Charlie. If you have an animal, please love it, Uh, because we don't get to keep them forever. Um, But I will say this, if you're also someone that is mean to animals, I hope you die. Hope you die hard. Uh, yeah. I hope you get Nakatomi like a motherfucker. But anyway, sad story. But yeah, I miss Charlie. And I made a promise to the kitty cat. And he's not here anymore, but I'm going to keep that promise. He'd be so proud of me if he could see me today. Oh, man. I love Charlie. I wanted, hell, I wanted to take Charlie to the comedy show. I know that's insane. But I just wanted, I wish people could have met Charlie. There will never be another Charlie. Uh, Adam Schulte's got Silas. That's pretty damn close. And Bittler's pretty cool, too. And the other ones won't let me pet them. But, and I'm happy little Silas, I don't know the story, but. He had a big, this is Adam's cat, by the way, black cat, beautiful kitty. He's got a little cataract, one eye. He's got a little little partially blue eye in him. It's cute. He can see. But uh, this guy had a head injury. It was pretty bad. And Adam being the fucking wonderful human being, him and his wife being wonderful human beings, got him taken care of. I'll never disrespect anybody that takes care of an animal. Couldn't respect the Schultes any, or not, I'm sorry. 
couldn't disrespect the Schultes anyway. They're they're amazing human beings, and uh, they got a little man's head fixed up. Now he's living the great life. I don't even think I've seen that mug get out of the cat bed. He's living a good life, and I love to see pictures of this cat because it makes me think of Charlie. So he's got his own Charlie, and that's dope. Um, Charlie is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I mean, you know, being blessed with the mom I have and, and stuff like that. and I have the best grandma in the world. I have a Mima, not a grandma, a Mima. She's wonderful. But you know what I mean. Like, Charlie was an angel, literally. And uh, another comedian, my friend Amelia, Amelia Nelson, that's a new name. She got married. Congratulations, Amelia. She got me a little statue of a little orange cat with angel wings on it. Sweetest fucking thing. She thought it would be dumb. I had to try not to cry. Cried about it later. I'm a, I'm actually an emotional person. Anybody who says you're weak for crying is a piece of shit, bitch. You got to be strong to cry. You got to have feelings. And she gave me that. I, and I, I, you know, I had to try not to cry in front of her. It's the sweetest gift. So I've got a little angel orange kitty sitting in our living room on a little shelf. And we always going to have Mr. Charlie. And uh, I just miss him. Uh, like I said, I'm not looking to leave the world anytime soon. Not for I have to. But I find comfort in the fact that when I have to leave, I'll get to see Layla, my old dog Samantha, my little rabbit, my old fat rabbit Bosco, my grandparents, and Charlie. And people go, I actually had someone tell me one time, they go, man, animals don't go to heaven. Well, fuck, you ain't been either. You don't know. Uh, and I'll be honest, if I can't see my kitties, my dog, Mr. Charlie, then I don't want to go. I think heaven's what you make it. Uh, even if you don't believe in heaven, whatever you believe in, even if you believe in nothing, I hope you get to see the people you missed and your animals because I don't think things are brought into your life to make an impact and just jerked away forever. Whether it be uh, a family member, a dog, or a kitty cat, rabbit, snake, even snakes, spiders, fuck spiders. But if you like spiders, then good for you. Uh, I don't. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I think I think you get to see them again. And I can't, I'm going to wait, but I can't wait to see Mr. Charlie. Man, I just, uh, animals are special. Uh, we don't deserve them as, as human beings. So love animals. And, and fuck you, this is my podcast. I'll talk about whatever the fuck I want. I love Charlie. I love Layla. Layla was my little gray kitty. We got her out of a dumpster. We still have Bud. We've had Bud for about nine years. And I love me some Bud. And then the stray cat showed up with kittens. Unfortunately, Trouble never came home. He ran off one day. never came back. He's a beautiful cat. I hope somebody's taking care of him. Neo ran off and came back. Neo's good. He's in the bathroom right now sleeping on the rug. Gets stepped on every morning. Bitches. But he shouldn't sleep in front of the doorway and Bud's asleep in her carrier and I love my animals don't get me wrong I don't treat them differently but 
uh, something about Charlie. It's like Adam's cat. Charlie had a rough life. You could look at him and tell. And he had a lot of things wrong with him that he didn't ask for. He didn't ask to get kitty AIDS. Uh, didn't even know that was what that was. He's just been a kitty. What I'm getting at is he, he had a lot of issues that he didn't ask for. And um, things like that. But you know what? It makes me feel good too because I had a lot of issues I didn't ask for. I didn't ask to be born disabled. Things like that. So that's why I have a strong connection to Mr. Charlie. I love Mr. Charlie. And he is one of the best things I've ever had happen to me in my life. And uh, he'd be so proud of me right now. I'm making money. Am I making big money? Hell no, I'm making that Burger King money. But you know what? A bacon king you can buy from telling jokes tastes way better than a bacon king you can buy with the other money. Uh, but I love Mr. Charlie. And uh, I'm just happy to have him. He is a wonderful, wonderful thing. He will always be my best buddy. And I don't mean to make people sad, but goddamn, when something gets this close to your heart, it's hard to lose. Nothing can fill the void of Charlie. Do I want any more animals? No. I love the ones I got now, but losing them hurts. And uh, I don't know if he's listening, but there's a really, really sweet person. Good comedian, funny guy, best beard in the business. Uh, Mr. Brad Deaton lost his doggie. I believe her name was Chloe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it looks like she was an old gal, but looks like she had a good life around good people. And he'll get to see her again one day. And uh, hopefully Chloe and Mr. Charlie made friends. That that's, that's really cool to think about. I just think maybe some little... Um, Unfortunately, some child had passed away or some old person has passed away in heaven and maybe they needed Charlie or Chloe more than we did. And I hope Charlie's making whoever that is as happy as he made me. And no, I'm not crying. It's just cold as hell out here. But man, I miss Mr. Charlie. I hope everybody gets a Mr. Charlie in their life. Um, I'm going to be somebody one day, Charlie. We'll get that house. And I'll hang up your picture. And we'll live our best life. Uh, I wish I could do it with you, Mr. Charlie. But having you just for a little time was worth more than never having you at all. You're the best thing that's ever happened to me, Charlie. And I'm going to miss you. And on one of these podcasts, I got one of Charlie's sweet purrs. And I listen to it all the time. But anyway... I just thought I'd chit-chat with everybody. Hope everybody's well, having a good life. I'm about running out of time for this one segment, and it's getting cold, so I'm going to wrap it up. Um, check me out at chriswilsoncomedy.com. Thanks for listening to my podcast. Appreciate you, Adam. Appreciate you, Larry. Um, I've got more things to talk about, but it's cold. And I want to go inside. And uh, everybody have a good one. Have a good night. Good morning, good day, good life. See you soon. Love you, Mr. Charlie. See ya.